0: You are listening
1: to Radio Free Signs of the Times, broadcasting into the heart of an occupied America.
2: Welcome to this week's Signs of the Time podcast. I'm Henry C. I'm Joe Quinn. I'm Scott Ogren. I'm Laura. This week we're going to talk about one of the most controversial issues that Signs of the Times has brought before the public. That is the idea that maybe 50% of the people on this planet have no soul.
1: That's a hot potato, Henry.
2: Do we want to go there? I'm throwing it to Laura,
1: Joe. Take it away, Laura.
0: Well, the thing is that last week I started the thread on our forum about the subject of what we call organic portals. This thread has become quite interesting by now, so those of you who are, haven't had a chance to check it out might want to get on over to the forum and participate in the discussion now the issue is and i've received i've received a lot of hate mail generally the hate mail comes from fundamentalist christians or what i call fundamentalist new agers new agers for the most part believe it or not are not much different from fundamentalist christians because they uh become very attached to a belief system and they become very even violent about trying to impose it on other people. They they know that they have the truth, it's the right truth, the whole truth, and generally that truth consists of something very similar to fundamentalist Christianity.
2: They've exchanged the cross for the crystal, the UFO. They've exchanged Jesus
1: for Commander Starseed of the Galactic Command.
0: Yes. So they're not going to uh, be uh, raptured up in the sky on a cloud with Jesus they are going to be airlifted to the command fleet, and, oh, the mothership. Yeah, the mothership, and, or they're going to transition to some other dimension of existence, or their, or the planet is going to uh, bifurcate uh, into a new reality, and only those who, you know, really hold tight to this belief and and close their eyes really tightly to what's going on around, you know, are allowed to participate. It has nothing to do with you know, working on the self or working to better this world or or doing anything positive or creative at all, it has to do with imploding in on the self, co- contemplating the navel, the same way the, uh, the Christians contemplate their their cross, and uh, and basically getting airlifted out of any problems.
2: By the
1: ruby cube of space. (coughs) Yeah, but there's very very striking parallels, obviously, between the idea of New Agers being airlifted up into the mothership and Christians being taken away by Jesus to a land of of milk and honey and peace and stuff. And and obviously... for, for or the, new or a new,
0: or a new reality, a new planet yeah. that's going to, you know, be in the, it's the I fifth mean, dimension. I like is, that one the fifth
1: dimension? Is this evidence of? I mean, from the from the beginning of the new age. I mean, obviously, it's changed an awful lot from the beginning of the new age in the '60s or whatever the whole the start of the new age concepts and stuff to what they are today. I mean, is it possible that there's been a co infiltration there and it's basically been twisted around to to basically mirror the same kind of uh, concept? It's it's the same ideology,
0: it's just got different names and titles. It's uh, different labels, and uh, it's been going on for quite some time. Uh, You know, turn on, tune in, and drop out. That's the answer to all life's problems. You either turn on to Jesus, tune in to Jesus, and drop out of this world in, in, in terms of uh, no longer being bothered by anything because you're going to be raptured to the sky or you turn on to drugs or you turn on to crystals or you turn on to the flower of life or you know any of a number of other uh, New Age popular uh, hokum scams. And it has nothing at all to do with being responsible to the world in which you live and responsible to reality, responsible to the way the universe sees itself. So it's uh, those are the kinds of people I get hate mail from. Uh, there's a lot more positive mail I get. I will say that because for every hate mail I say I, I think I get 10 positive responses. So the positives far outweigh the hate mail. But I thought I'd mention the hate mail first anyway. Just get it out of the way. You know, you, want, you have good news and bad news. I'll give you the bad news first.
2: Come on, Pro, You aren't doing your <laughs> job. Laura needs more hate mail.
0: yeah so we get uh, about 10 times more positive uh messages from people who write and tell me uh, you know my god you know now i begin to understand and especially with our with our work on psychopathy uh we have dozens actually going into the hundreds of people you know have who have begun to learn how to set themselves free from this kind of control and manipulation and they you know, some of them, you know, literally cry in their emails thanking us for giving them this information because it has enabled them to, to take control of their lives, to become things and to do things that they were never able to do before, uh, to restore their self-esteem, to, uh, to, to just essentially become themselves once again. So, it's uh, a really controversial subject. And the thing was, was, when I first came across it, I thought it was pretty shocking. Because, you know, as, as most people who visited our website know, I spent some portion of my life in, in, you know, pretty much mainstream Christianity. It was what I was brought up in, it was fairly normal. And the idea that everyone has a soul and everyone with that soul, which is everybody, is going to have an opportunity to make a choice, you know, between Jesus or not Jesus. And being saved or not saved, being you know damned or not damned, uh, is pretty much ground into you from the moment of your birth. Everybody has a soul. Everybody's going to have this choice. And you either make a choice for Jesus or you don't. So right there from the get-go, we have the idea that every single person is absolutely and totally responsible for their fate because they have a soul and they have this choice to make. And the other side of it is, is that everybody thinks that all men are created equal. And that means that people who really have souls begin to view people who may not have souls as though they had souls. And they they either put responsibilities on them of which they are incapable of fulfilling. Or, conversely, they consider them to be themselves themselves to be like those other people who do not have souls and they observe their behavior and think all human beings are like that and that if a soulless person can commit a heinous crime, it's easily said, oh, well, that's just human nature. But in any event, as we have continued to bring this material to the public and as we have continued to explore it, examine it, think about it, discuss it, so many people have written to us to tell us that they believe that this is the most important thing that can be conveyed to humanity in this time in history, or any time. Because if you think about the ramifications of sold or not-sold beings, and psychopaths, pathocrats, then you have to understand that this is, this drama, this tension, this struggle between sold and not-sold beings is the fundamental, essential struggle between Cain and Abel. It is the eternal conflict. It's what we all have to face. And in some cases, there may be sold and not sold beings in the same families. Not usually, but it can happen.
1: One of the problems people have with this concept, and that has been uh, that certain people, certain readers have uh, brought to us before now, is that there is a danger of... Uh, elitism contained within that this concept of people with no souls and people with souls, and also how can you define that? You know, I mean, it's it's this uh, as, as some people see it, a subjective judgment. That you know, how is one person meant to meant to decide that they have a soul and another person doesn't? And that there's danger, as I said, of judgment uh, and elitism coming into it.
2: Yeah, it's sort of like an, an us versus them, which they say is, you know, the exact same thing that people like George Bush do. Mm. So, you know, how well, are we any different? This
0: is, th- this, this is certainly a, a real possibility. But I think that in general terms, the only type of individuals who would fall into an us versus them mentality would be the ones without souls. Mm. Because have any of you seen the movie The Bad Seed? The story of of the of the child, the psychopathic child, and the mother I saw it yes I've seen it yes. mm-hmm. raise and your hand, people out there in radioland We'll
2: get our remote viewer ready to take a count
0: yeah all right, so some of you've seen it three <laughs> three people
2: <laughs> well, that's out of four listeners. I think
0: that everybody mm-hmm. needs to watch this movie because this movie really brings home the grief, the pain, and the suffering that a person who has a soul experiences when they begin to perceive that someone else may not. It is a very grievous thing, and as uh, as our favorite psychologist, Andrew Lobachevsky, points out, you know, you cannot fall into a moralizing position. You can't talk about it in terms of good and evil, although in a very real sense, it is the source of what we would generally call evil on our planet. But it doesn't have to be that way. Because if we could understand this in scientific terms, if we could begin to study you know, evil and the origins of evil on our planet and could begin to learn about it as a purely natural phenomenon, we could then begin to develop prophylactic measures for it. For example, Typhoid Mary. Everybody know the story of Typhoid Mary? It was a woman who was not sick with typhoid. She never demonstrated or showed any of the symptoms. She wasn't sick, but she carried typhoid. She carried the disease, and everywhere she went, every person she had contact with, well, not every person, but certainly a lot of people, became sick with typhoid. Now, what are you going to think about somebody like Typhoid Mary? Well, certainly you're not going to take her and execute her. I mean, that's not the answer. You've got to... Put her in a place where she can't hurt anybody while you find an answer. Is there a way you can develop a serum, a drug, some kind of medication that you could give her that could you know, destroy the typhoid germs in her body or at least make it so that they were weakened or disabled so that they couldn't be transmitted or find a community in which she could live where people had already had the disease and were no longer susceptible to it. There are any number of answers to these kinds of problems. The same thing is true with, you know, such as organic portals and, and psychopaths. There have been many studies done about, you know, how to determine if a child is is born without a conscience and if they are born without a conscience, how do you then teach them right from wrong and how do you then teach them another system of reward, a cognitive system whereby they can understand how to deal with their life and with reality within the constraints of the rest of the population because you have to understand this is a statistically small sample of people, 6% versus 94% normal people, psychopaths that is, not organic portals. But psychopaths, as long as we do not acknowledge their existence, are able to rise to the top in any sphere of influence. And they have, and they do, and they will. They will continue to until we acknowledge their existence and acknowledge them as part of the spectrum of organic portals, people without souls. i just like
1: to say that it was presented to us as a possibility, and as with all things that are presented to us as possibilities, we don't take them as as fact until we have researched them in depth and and, and looked, turned them over and, and, and inside out and upside down. And um, some of the evidence, possible evidence, that that we've kind of seen for such a concept as people with souls and people with not souls comes from everyday life because personally, and this is just my personal perspective, I know people, a lot of people, that I've interacted with in the past who, when I brought subjects, for example, the the situation in Palestine and the suffering of, of the Palestinian people, when I brought those types of things generally to do with suffering and oppression of other people to their attention, sure, they recognized it and said it's terrible, it's awful, et etc et cetera, but they seemed quite able to just get on with their lives and and, um, and essentially ignore it, whereas I couldn't. It was something that frequently came back into my mind and it, it kind of affected me in a way that it didn't affect them. Now, just to address the, the idea of there being elitism within this concept of, of, of organic portals or people without souls and people with souls, an analogy might be the way... You know, two, two animals living on a on, on an African plain, uh, an impala or or, or you know uh, some kind of deer and uh, and and lions or tigers, uh, or lions and impalas. Let's say on on a, on, a, on an African plain, and the impalas kind of look at uh, look at the lions and see that the lions kind of tend to want to eat the impalas. They want to eat lots of things, you know. They kind of hang around and wait and try to jump out and, and, and sink their teeth into the necks of other animals, whereas the, the Impala generally just want to hang out and eat grass and, and, and not kill any other animals, uh, assuming that grass isn't another form of life, but we'll not go there. Um, <laughs> but yeah, does it uh,
0: hurt a broccoli when you eat it?
1: Yeah, but but the point is, that, the point is that from the elit- for, for just to, to answer the elitism kind of charge, uh, essentially people with souls... Would be in the position of the of the impales. and the people the organic portals of the people without souls would be in the position of land they 're much more suited uh, to to rising to the top of the food chain and in this, to in in this enforcing
0: world. or developing elitism
1: exactly and, and that 's their fault so the fact is that far from it, uh, there being a danger of, of people who have this uh, us for example, who come up with this concept and think that okay we, if we 're the ones with souls because we feel this empathy with, for, for, for suffering and other human, human beings that we're going to rise up and, and do what, dominate the world because of this? Or we're going to like, kill the people who can't, uh, don't have the same feeling of empathy? Obviously, that's not the case. The point is that, that we're the ones who don't really fit here. You know, uh, If anything, we're the ones who are in the... In the, in the at, at least in, in a, a world, world. Where, where the laws yeah.
0: are made by pathocrats and psychopaths. And I want, to, I want to bring up one issue here. It has been suggested that psychopaths are defective organic portals. And they are defective in the sense that they lack a conscience. Now, my observation over the past few years since these concepts were introduced has been that um, organic portals are not without a conscience. They are not without feeling. Only it's very different. I mean, as Joe just explained, you know, he, you can talk to somebody and they feel bad about it and they feel very bad, but they immediately turn it off. They're able to blank it out, block it out of their mind and forget about it and go on with their daily lives. I've seen this quite often. And the the distinctive f- feature of these kinds of people is that they are unable to empathize with suffering that is abstract, that is not something that they can see and physically connect to. Because Certainly whenever they see somebody who is burned or who is uh, crippled or in an accident or an animal that is suffering it's in front of their eyes, they can become almost distraught over this. Uh, many of them, I believe, are, are animal rights activists even because they can't bear the sight of, of suffering animals and they can't bear the, you know, the fact that animals are experimented on. Well, you know, no thinking, feeling human being, you know, wants to see or hear about that sort of thing. But in particular, they cannot understand the abstract concept of mental pain or psychological suffering or spiritual suffering. That's a place they can't go. That's, that's, that's the main thing that I want to say about it because when we're talking about organic portals, we are not talking about psychopaths. We're talking two different things there. And the fact is that we actually came to the issue by discovering that it was written about, that it had been discussed and considered in esoteric or ancient Christianity, that this was the primary teaching of the man around whom the Jesus legend accreted, was that there were two kinds of humanity. There were the sons of, of the devil, as he referred to them, and then there were the sons of light, or the sons of God. And that the kingdom of heaven was within, the kingdom of heaven being that spiritual aspect that had the potential for soul. And there were people who simply didn't have it and there were people who did. And this was the meaning of his of the saying that, you know, the your enemies can be members of your own household. I come not to bring peace but a sword. It's also why among the very few contemporary accounts of Christianity it was said that Christianity was a vile superstition. Taken to unusual lengths. Now, the only thing that could be a vile superstition at that point in time would be the idea that there were people without souls, because certainly, you know, the entire pagan world believed that everyone had souls. So these ideas came to us after reading some books by Boris Moraviev, who conveyed the ancient uh, esoteric tradition through. Eastern Orthodox Christianity to the Western world. The same ideas were promulgated by Gurdjieff, except for a slight difference. Gurdjieff claimed that nobody had a soul unless they crystallized one by effort. Uh, Moraviev, on the other hand, conveying the ancient tradition, said that there were you know, half of humanity who had the potential to access soul qualities and the other half that didn't have it and never would. And then, of course, there was Carlos Castaneda, who had the most interesting uh, story about his Don Juan character who claimed to be able to see the energy bodies of human beings, and he could see that the majority of humanity only had, I think it was, what was it, two divisions uh, of, their, of their energy body, and then there were others who had three, and only the ones with three were able to become uh, seers or or warriors or whatever, but he very clearly made a distinction between the types of human beings. So there is a a long and ancient tradition to this concept, and it is also a concept that was uh, very familiar to the Cathars that were wiped out by the Catholic Church. So when we came across it, it wasn't like we discovered it. We only began to investigate it and to present it to people and to a wider audience, for which, as I mentioned, we were, uh, you know, attacked to some extent. But the fact is, is that it is an idea that really needs to be considered because it's clear that all people are not created equal. They should certainly have equal rights to happiness, to the pursuit of happiness and to have jobs and to have decent health care and the many things that supposedly a democratic society would provide for all its people, but they are not created equal. They are not born equal. Nobody is born equal. Everybody is not Chopin. Everybody is not Michelangelo. And the same is true in soul qualities and intellectual qualities and every other quality. We're all different and unique and precious.
1: But I would even insert the the caveat that it's um, because the the idea of we're not all created equal immediately suggests uh, a a kind of a, you know, one person is... Is, is better than another... Uh, oh, but no. But essentially we're talking about difference here. We're talking because about we're difference. Because we're not assigning any value judgments to, to the, 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 the potential uh, to access all qualities or the lack of a potential to access all qualities.
0: People should have equal rights. They just simply aren't created equal. Yeah. That's, that, that's the point I'm trying to make. And it's
1: just recognizing that fact.
0: Yes, absolutely. And we, we, we need to consider these things when we, when we legislate. We need to consider them most particularly in our educational systems because certainly everybody doesn't want to paint pictures. Everybody doesn't want to write books. Everybody doesn't want to, uh, you know, make shoes or dig ditches or whatever. Uh, but some people are happy doing any of those things and, and we should be able to find ways so that each type of individual, each person with each kind of talent can find their natural place in society, in the body of society. You know, in a body, there are different parts to a body. Bodies have eyes, they have fingers and toes, they have noses. You know, there's, you know, a body has all different kinds of parts. It has organs, hearts, lungs, etc. And human society is like that also. Everyone has their part and the body can't survive without many of these parts. Some of them are expendable, but for the most part, they're not. And if any part of it is gone, the body misses it. It suffers for it, so we have to find ways to keep the body alive, to keep it healthy, to make sure that all of its parts are cared for, that the brain directs it to be able to be healthy, wealthy, and and wise, and that it takes care that the brain takes care of the body and the body takes care of the brain.
2: Well, getting back to the reaction that we we got when we first started talking about this topic, it's almost a truism to say that we live in a world that doesn't have a soul. We live in a soulless world. You hear this from different people. And yet, given the idea of the organic portal and and what we know of psychopaths and psychopaths going to positions of power, that we live in a world that is being fashioned, that is being led by people who do not have souls. So it is quite normal for it to seem like a soulless world. But at the same time, it's such a horrifying idea, given how people have been raised to think that we all have souls, that they're unwilling to make the logical connection that maybe there's a reason why we live in a soulless world and take it to the next step to say the reason we live in a soulless world is that it's being run by people who don't have souls.
0: Exactly. Pathocrats. The pathocrats. The 6%. Remember, people... There's only 6% of them. 6% of psychopaths. Because remember, the organic portal people are not the problem. They certainly do have consciences, and they certainly do have emotions. They just don't have them in the abstract uh, platonic sense. But they are good people. Mm -hmm. They are the salt of the earth. They are not psychopaths. Only 6% are psychopaths, and they are the ones who are destroying the planet for everyone else. All the rest of us, 94%. And Wake getting, up, people.
2: And getting back to what Laura said earlier about the choices that, that somebody who sold have in the, in the face of the idea of organic portals or in the face of their actions, because we're all living in this soulless environment and because the standards, the models that we are given are those of people without souls, it is very easy for us to become like them. To become contaminated. To become contaminated.
0: Yeah. And that's why everybody needs to read Andrew Lobachevsky's book, Ponerology, which discusses this in great detail, describes the origins of evil on our planet in scientific terms, laying no blame on anybody except that we need to have a good working psychological knowledge and this needs to belong to everybody. Even, even the lowliest school child needs to understand these things. And when I say lowliest, I mean lowliest in terms of the grade, in the lowest grade. They need to understand these things. Everyone needs to know it. We all need the 94% of us who have consciences, shall we say, including organic portals, need to pull together. We need to network together. We need to form a cooperative where we refuse to fight in the wars of the pathocrats, the psychopaths. They are the ones who want to fight wars. They are the ones who want to dominate others. They are the ones who want to kill and cheat people.
2: And they don't want to do it themselves. They want us to do it
0: for them. exactly. We need to refuse.
2: Send Cheney to the moon.
0: Yes. Send Cheney to the moon. Donate now. We need to wake people up. We need to spread awareness. We need a critical mass. Right now, the pathocrats, the psychopaths control most of the governments of this planet. They control the media. They control everything that dominates and controls the rest of the 94% of the world, and they have all the money, too. And We are, don't.
2: And there are many alternative news <clears throat> sites out there and many of them are good, and many of them are run by sincere people who are horrified at what they see going on around them. However, Signs of the Times and the Cassiopeia experiment are the only websites that are telling you about psychopathy, that are telling you about ponerology and the pathocracy. This is what makes us different.
0: We go deeper and wider, and we tell you why things are the way they are.
2: And on that note, we're going to wrap it up for this week. Once again you can visit the science page at signs-of-the-times.org. And as Laura mentioned, we are still running our fundraiser. And if you visit the science page, you can help send Dick Cheney to the moon by contributing.
0: And who knows, we may actually send Dick Cheney to the moon if you contribute enough to the Food dark. for the
2: moon. We're going to send him to the dark side. Of the moon. Yeah. So thanks for joining us, and we'll see you next week.